Last week during the parish mission, uh, our missionary, Father Michael, talked about a theme that we experience as Christians. He brought up the transfiguration as a moment of importance for the apostles. They see the reality of Jesus' divinity displayed before them. And Peter wishes to prolong this experience and stay there. However, Jesus, after the transfiguration happens, goes back down the mountain and proceeds towards Jerusalem, towards the crucifixion. As good and as exciting as this transfiguration moment is, it pales in comparison with the glory of the resurrection. But between those two events looms the cross. In our lives, we too have this cycle that presents itself to us very often. We too have moments of joy that are then followed by the cross, which lead to the experience of the resurrection. So Father Mike, Father Michael uh, used the image of birth as a way to help us think about this pattern. The joy that parents experience when they conceive a, ch- a new child, and then as they uh, go through the experience, the birth process, obviously for the mother, the physical uh, experience of the cross there, and for the father, the experience of the cross is maybe in, more in terms of a concern for his bride and for the child. And then when the child is born, it's a resurrection moment. And this pattern is evident in our lives in many ways, many aspects of our lives. For parents, when they raise their children, for husbands and wives as they grow in their relationship with one another, for each one of us as we live this process and proceeding along our spiritual journey, we experience these moments of transfiguration, death, resurrection. So the danger is that we allow those crosses that we see before us in our lives to keep us from attaining the glory of the resurrection. That's always a challenge for us. Am I going to be able to go through that? Will I be able to persevere through that cross that I can see? When we fear the cross, it might cause us to remain in that transfigure moment and try to stay there. You can think of a couple who's dating and, you know, their love is growing. It's a new and exciting thing. It's very uh, exciting. The whole point of dating, though, is hopefully to get get into a committed relationship that would one day lead to marriage and family. But at times, people fear that commitment and what marriage entails, and so they put that off. They put that commitment off, or they break off the relationship when that further commitment is being asked or requested. And so, in some sense, they do avoid the cross that would follow, but they also lose out on the resurrection that is meant to happen, and that would come. St. Paul today, who is no stranger to the cross, no stranger to suffering in his life, says, Many, as I have often told you, and now tell you, even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. What does this bring St. Paul? What what is it that brings St. Paul to tears? Why does he have that experience? It's because with a shepherd's heart, he has this desire for the sheep that they would willingly embrace the cross in order to experience the resurrection as well. An enemy of the cross is one who runs from the cross or refuses to endure the cross. And by doing that, we thwart the work of redemption that God wants to do in our lives. So the Lord invites us into that, not because he wants us to be crushed by the cross, but because he wants to bring us to the resurrection. The doorway of the, of the resurrection is the cross. 
all the trials, all the challenges that we have to deal with, all the turmoil that we experience in our lives is this school in which we grow in trust and in faith in God. How often do we find ourselves facing some uncertainty and our response is to shy away from it or to avoid it or to distract ourselves or to opt out of that challenge? At the Transfiguration, there is a phrase that is telling. It says, Moses and Elijah appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. The word exodus is purposeful here. It calls to mind the the book of Exodus, where the Israelites were stuck in slavery and they were brought to freedom. But it's a process, right? There's the, the transfiguration moment in the Exodus would be the moment that they leave Egypt, right? It's a very exciting time. God has done all those wondrous miracles and they are about to leave and they're, they're leaving, they're going into freedom and it's an exciting moment. But what comes after that? 40 years in the desert, right? The long crucifixion. And so they, they don't necessarily know that's going to happen, but they walk into that. And through that time, God forms them and uses that time to prepare them for the entry into the promised land. So God provides them this time to form them and help their hearts be prepared. Jesus' own exodus is also one that brings people from slavery to freedom. We are enslaved. We are caught in our sins and our worldly distractions and our selfish tendencies. And Jesus comes to bring us out of all of that. It's a long process of bringing about that freedom that we all desire. This is what our lives are, right? We, we recognize this is an exodus from slavery to the promised land, from an imperfect earthly existence towards the perfection and the freedom found in heaven. When we are at the transfiguration and our, you know, we get a glimpse of that cross ahead of us, our first instinct instinct might be to recoil away from it or to refuse to go down the mountain. To follow Jesus, we have to make that choice. If we want to follow him, we have no choice. We have to go where he goes, go where he leads us, to proceed into the dark valley below where the cross is found. However, it's absolutely certain that whenever the Lord invites us into the shadow of the cross, he will also lead us out of that valley to a greater height. For me, this is one of those transfiguration moments, and perhaps for you too, I don't know. It's been a beautiful experience to be here, to see some hint of the greatness which God could possibly do here. But now the Lord is leading me back down off the mountain. And we must remember that his purpose is to lead us to a higher height. The Lord does not lead us to the cross for no purpose. And so whenever the cross lies before us, you and I, whether it is a hidden one or one which we know well and have labored under for many years, know that it is meant for our glory. As we enter this second week of Lent, we are invited to hold on to the hope which the transfiguration gives. So that as we descend to the cross, we might not fear or despair, but instead, we trust that this is the path to glory. No matter how thick the mist 
or the fog of war swirls around us, we know that the Father will not abandon us. And like Jesus, we are called to have confidence in the will of the Father.